0: all right are you ready to get busy how many of you can at least give me 10 minutes to say something today just say to say something amen go ahead and find your seat wow 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 anybody gonna help me preach today anybody gonna help again so delighted so excited that you're here today and then online and uh just believing God's going to do something in this moment as we as we press into uh, the Word. I'm excited because I want to pick up where I was a few weeks ago. And uh, we're probably going to be doing this for the, the, the rest of the summer. So we're in no hurry. And I'm actually obeying my wife, slowing down a little bit. And instead of trying to get all my points in in one message, we're just going to take a point at a time. And So I'm going to flow more probably in the teaching today to make sure establishing what i believe god is saying i'm excited you know you come together and we can you know preach inspiration and we all get inspired and go about our weeks but the most important thing that you could get when you go to church is get understanding the bible says all you're getting don't get a feeling but to get a new thought (laughs) you're just one thought away from a miracle come on somebody needs to hear that you're just one adjustment away. And I think sometimes in church, you, you can get the wrong idea. We, we need to be inspired. We need to be encouraged. But but that doesn't always last on Monday, right? Your shout and dance may not last on Monday. But the Word of God, it'll be there on Monday. Amen. That truth will be there on Monday. That understanding. So in all you're getting, get understand. So I feel like I'm a little bit on assignment. And I'm just going to slow it down. And I'm going to make sure... Uh, that we just cover the material. I came in here with 25 pages of notes a month ago, got through two pages, and now I have like 75 pages of notes. So, So we got a long ways to go. And we'll just cover, don't get nervous now. We'll just cover a page or two and then we'll keep going. But I feel like God is speaking to this church like never before get ready celebration. It's miracle time. It is breakthrough time. Come on, it's deliverance time. God has not forgotten about you, amen. So we're in this theme, and I want to continue uh, building on the subject matter that we started recently entitled, and it's a theme, it's not a sermon series, it's a theme, Make No Little Plans Here. It's on the heels of a word that God gave us in January, better than ever. Everybody remember that? Right? How's how's your day going? Come on, how's your life going? How's your marriage going? Some of you need to get married. That's what you need to do. So and on the heels of that, the Lord has spoken to this church, made it very clear, even a couple of months ago through through a minister. Make no little plans here. And the Lord gave me this verse is really our text that we're going to be using. And I'm going to just read it again because that's how you learn is by repetition, hearing it over and over and over again. Isaiah, notice what Isaiah declares about our God that we serve. Isaiah 49, verse 5, it says, I find the source, He says, Isaiah says this, he says, I find the source of all my strength in my God who says. So he says, my, my, God, my God is my source of strength. Not not my job, not my relationships, not my money. My God is the source of my strength. And he says, and this is the way my my God talks. God who says it's too small of a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you. God is in the making business. Come on, whatever the issue is, I'm here to tell you, God can make it better. God is in the making business. He says, I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. What, what, what is Isaiah saying here? He's saying what God is saying, and God is saying for you just to be about one nation would be too small of a thing because I'm, I'm a bigger God than that. I'm, I'm not just about one nation. I'm about I'm about all people. I'm about I'm about the whole earth. I'm about I'm I'm about I, I want to reach all of humanity. You see, when when you just live for you and yourself and your little family, God says that that's just too small of a thing. We're we're not just expecting blessings in this church. Come on, let's get some faith to believe for blessings in every church. I'm not I'm not just believing for God to move in my house I want God to touch my neighbor's house it's it's too small of a thing to make it about just one nation God says I I got all people on my mind the truth that we we can receive from this verse is is that God's purpose and God's plan is always to go big what a selfish thing for you just to want to be blessed that's the reason why that's not prosperity. That's worldly power, prosperity. But kingdom prosperity is always for somebody else. It, it never has to do with you. That's the reason why I said, Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Kingdom prosperity all, always has more than just you on your mind and God says you're just making it too small if you're just thinking about one little nation because I want every ethnicity touched and, and 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 I want them saved I want the whole world saved so we just got to think a little bigger because our God is a big God he thinks big and I, I want I want to just stretch this church that, that, that we look around and I'm just here to say it, it's too small of a thing Come on, in your life, whatever's going on, I'm telling you, it's too small of a thing. The Bible says that He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can even think or God's got, somebody shout, God's got more. He's got more for your home. He's got more for your family. He wants to bless you beyond, beyond your wildest dreams so that you can spend the rest of your life figuring out how to touch other people's lives. Wouldn't that be the kind of life that you could just take care of everybody else's rent? Never have to be concerned about your mortgage. That's where God wants to take you. It's too, where you're at is too small of a thing. Oh, I feel that. Where you're at is too small. In God's eyes, it's God's got more. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, the things that God has prepared for those who he loved. God has been preparing things for you, and I believe this summer our eyes are going to see them. You didn't hear me I said God's been preparing things for you and it's our preparation that is marching us into what God has prepared for us and I believe that this is the summer that your eyes are gonna start seeing and your ears are gonna start hearing the things that God can can anybody use a miracle this summer get ready this is the summer that you're gonna start seeing the things that God has prepared For you, God has big things ahead. Now, we've been looking at the life of Joshua or the book of Joshua and how God's people possessed the big things that God had for them. We know the story. They had come out of slavery, they've come out of bondage, and they're crossing over the Jordan there and they're about ready to possess their promised land, a land of amazing abundance. The Bible says where they would never have lack again. And what's interesting, as we just kind of cover some review here, is what is interesting is that before they cross over the Jordan, in those first three chapters, uh, before they were to experience the big things that God had for them, God wanted to talk about three specific things. He wanted to talk about their yesterdays. He wanted to talk about their todays. And He wanted to talk about their tomorrows. If you've been here the last... Couple months. We've already talked about their yesterday. God starts and He says, "Before you can have big things, before I can do a bigger thing in your life, because it's too small of a thing, God says I need to talk to you about your, 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 your yesterdays." And we found out that God comes on the scene and He, 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 He tells three million people that are in mourning. He says, "He says Moses is dead, and uh, all these people, you must get up and you must go into the land that I am." I'm giving you to possess. And so so God is telling them, you can't change the past. It's dead. It's already done. But you're still alive. And I still have purpose. And there's something that still awaits you. And what awaits you is greater than what has faced you. In other words, God shows up and he has to deal with their past. He says, hey, don't get stuck in your yesterdays because I have something for your tomorrows. And we learned in that, in order for God to do big things in your life, you've got to let go of your yesterdays. You've got to let go of the offense, and you've got to let go of the pain. Hello? You, you got, in, in other words, God is saying, hey, i got healing for your yesterdays. Some of you, that's all you want to talk about is what people did to you. All you want to talk about is how, how, how that happened or this situation happened. And, and God is saying, hey, it, it's dead, it's over. You can't change it, but I got something amazing for you ahead of you, but I can't allow you to get stuck where you're at. In other words, God is saying, if you could receive it, I got healing for that pain. I got healing for that hurt. I got healing for your yesterday. Some of you need to receive that there's healing. What, what what the enemy has done to you, what people have done to you. We're not saying it didn't happen. We're not ignoring what did happen. We just can't live there because that's that, that may be part of your story, but that's not the whole story. Come on, that's just a chapter. I said, that's just a chapter in the book. Come on, somebody needs to move into a new chapter of their life because, because if you get stuck in that chapter, it's too small of a thing. God's got bigger things ahead I need a big amen I need a big shout right there so 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 God talks about their yesterdays and then God switches and he talks about their tomorrows and and this is review but simply God said to them in Joshua 3 5 then Joshua said to the people consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do miracles among you that that's the theme of our project tomorrow what's what's in the heart of God for your tomorrows Not more of the same, not depression, not discouragement, not lack. Come on, not shortage. I know some of us, all we've had is, is bad news, and so every time the phone rings or a text comes or an email, we're, we're just so scared of everything, like the, the other shoe's going to drop. But I'm here to t- change that narrative. I'm here to tell you, God's got miracles. God's got amazing things for you, your family, your home, your marriage. Come on, your storehouses. Could anybody get excited about some miracles in their tomorrow? Say that when we Say, God has miracles for my tomorrows. What is he saying? God is trying to get you to get miracles on your calendar. Remember, God can't just do it automatically, or he would. He doesn't make you get saved. It's your choice, and he doesn't make you prosper. He doesn't make you get... You have to use faith. Faith is the currency of heaven, and it brings to you what God has promised for you. Come on, are you with me? So in other words, if you just sit there and frown and known to get excited. see one of the greatest indicators you're in faith is excitement it's expectation it's anticipation it's a smile listen if you thought you just won the lotto you would look half the way you look right now Woo, come on somebody god has miracles and for miracles to happen in, the, in your tomorrow you've got to start getting excited you've got to start planning I took a calendar the other day just to force this 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 whole understanding because I know how human nature is. We just want to soak in our sadness and, and our complacency in where we're at. And so I just started writing every day. Miracle day. Miracle day. If you went and looked at my calendar right now, guess what I'm expecting all next week? shock what I'm expecting all summer long. Some of you just need to add some faith to what God is saying over your life. I'm here to tell you miracle summer. Miracles are on their way. So God says, here's what I need to talk to you about. He says, "I I have healing for your yesterdays and I have miracles for your tomorrows. Come on somebody. There's no sad news here. I have healing for your yesterdays and I got supernatural ability for your tomorrows. But then what he does is he starts talking to them about their today, so important. And I think that's why we need to slow down and really get this because God tells Joshua, now is the time to lead the people over this Jordan and into the promised land that flows with milk and honey. And God tells the people in that moment before they do that about preparations that they needed to make their todays and we're going to spend several weeks talking about the preparations that God told Joshua to make. God tells them that in their todays that they needed to have specific responsibilities. So in other words, for miracles to happen tomorrow, there is something for me to do today. Can I tell you, we will not see our future project if we don't prepare today. We will not see the miracle of land and buildings and facilities. Come on. And debt freedom. And storehouses full if we don't do preparations today. He says, I need, you to do certain, I need you to do certain things in your todays in order for miracles to happen tomorrow. We see these preparations for their todays in the first three chapters. You can read them there. They're all in the first three chapters of the book of Joshua. There's five of them. And I actually wanna give them to you right now. Just go through them so you know where we're going throughout the summer. And uh, because this is what celebration, this is our marching orders. This is, this is the understanding that we need, we need to slow down and not just shout, but I need to make sure that I'm doing every one of these in my today. Because if I will get my today's right with preparation, then miracles will happen in my tomorrows. So. Every week, we'll continue to do another one and discuss another one, and we'll see how far we get. The first one is this, prepare your priority. The second one is prepare your position. The third one is prepare your provisions. The fourth one is prepare your pursuit. The fifth one is prepare your passions. God began to give this. So he say, God, I can write a book on this thing this is the preparations there's five preparations in the first three chapters of joshua that god tells joshua you prepare this today and you'll have miracles in your tomorrow i'm telling you celebration if we will do these preparations today you will see miracles in your tomorrows let's slip back in see how far we can get to the first one the first thing that god tells them and we've touched on this but we're going to slow down and really hit it today because this is who we are. This is the culture of celebration. If you're trying to figure out what what is so who is sober, what is sober, this is who we are right here. The first one: prepare your priority. This has to do with the daily priority of God's word. The daily priority of God's Word. If there is not a daily priority of God's Word in your life, in your family, in your home, you can forget about miracles in your tomorrow. Don't pass this by as just another sermonette to the Christianess and the bassinet smoking their cigarettes. This is something that we need to own and we need to value and we need to honor. If I will daily prepare myself with the authority of God's Word, I am setting myself up for miracles in my tomorrow. This number one is the priority of preparation. It is the priority. Pastor, what's the most important thing I can do? I'm telling you right now, it's the Word of God. The most important thing you could ever do in your life is to prioritize God's Word as your final Authority in your life and in your, your home. Let me show you where it's at here in Joshua 1. Notice what God says to Joshua. You'll see it here. He says, No one, Joshua, will be able to stand against you as long as you live i mean get the picture god is talking to joshua joshua is getting ready to step into a miracle he's getting ready to step into his promised land and god tells him no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live for i will be with you as i was with moses And i will not fail you or abandon you verse 7 be strong and very courageous now notice what he's going to say here be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. That was the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. All the instructions Moses gave you, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be, this is good news for somebody, then you will be successful in everything you do. I was shocked. I was shocked. I probably was 18, 19 years of age when I I bumped into this verse. I, I was shocked it was in the Bible. I had no idea that God... I was raised in church all my life, and I had no idea that God ever wanted me to be successful. I, I thought there was a devil's plan, you know, to make you rich. And some of you act like it's a devil's plan to make you rich. But I'm here to tell you, God... It's God's idea to make you wealthy. It's God's idea to cause success to happen in your life. And everything outside of God is just a counterfeit success. And the Bible says that kind of success brings sorrow into your life. Notice he says, he says, Joshua, if you will obey all the instructions, you'll be successful in everything you do. Then verse 8, study this book of instructions. That's the Word of God. Verse 5, books of the Bible at that moment. For us, it's the whole Bible. Study the book of instructions continually. Meditate. Here it is. Meditate on it. Hello, todays. Hello, todays. If you want miracles in your tomorrow, you've got to do preparation today. Here's the priority. He says, he says Joshua, day and night. Meditate, meditate in the Word, Dan, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper. Only then you will prosper. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. I remember as just a teenager, I said, that's it. I've got it. I figured out the key to successful living. And We've been on the journey of it all these years. Church. This is how you get God's success. It's the priority of the daily authority of God's Word in your life. God tells them, your days and nights, your todays, are all about God's Word being your priority. In other words, <laughs> hear the spirit of this. It's not some legal, legalistic thing that you got to, I got to grind. That's not what we're talking about here. But what the Bible is saying here is that daily, I need to be reading the Word and meditating the Word and speaking the Word and acting on the Word. People say, well, I don't have time. Yeah, but you spend six hours on social media. God's success in every area of your life as a believer is the byproduct of a daily, a daily, a daily life built on the Word of God. There is no godly success outside of His Word. I'm going to say it again. We're teaching. We're getting an understanding. There is, you'll save yourself a lot of time if you hear this. There is no godly success outside of His Word. That's why you must be a student of the Word of God. That's why you must be a student of the Word of God. Now, why am I slowing down and why I'm so passionate about this? Because the Bible says that in the end times that there will be not a famine of food, but there will actually be a famine of the Word of God. It's in Amos. He says there'll be a famine, but this famine is not the famine of food or or, or, or the famine of provision, but this will be actually a famine where the Word of God is not being heard or listened to. And he said, it is a sign of the sin return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we might be closer to that return of Jesus than you think. Did you know that they say six out of ten, it's almost seven, it's borderline on seven. Six out of ten Christians, Christians, not worldly, six out of ten Christians never read their Bible. Six out of ten. The devil knows to keep you in a poverty situation and state, all he has to do is keep that book on the bookshelf. Six out of ten, Christian, this is startling to me. Startling to me. So much so that I'm saying, time out. Uh, Let's not shout today. Let's just talk about why you need to get understanding why you need to be a student of the word of God how important the word of God is in your life I want want to show you the value of it because it's not something you have to do when you see the value of it you're going to want to do it devil's lied to some of you 6 out of 10 do not read the word of God that's going to change it's going to change in our city right can't let me say it this way understand what makes a christian a christian is that we build our lives on the truth which is the word of god what makes a christian a christian is not a prayer at the end of the sermon what makes if you're a christian what makes a christian a christian is that we actually build our lives on the word of god Um, To be a Christian, I'm I'm going to go a little deeper on that. To be a Christian means that you have received the lordship of Jesus in your life. To be a Christian doesn't mean just pray a prayer. I think we've sold a lie to people. The Bible says He's got to be Lord of my life. We we initiate that by a prayer. I receive your lordship, but now I gotta live that lordship out. And to receive Jesus as Lord means that He becomes Lord of my life, which means you receive the Lordship of the Word of God in your life. For you to say I'm a Christian means that that this is your Lord. Uh, The Bible says in in John, first in, 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 in John's gospel, it says, in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Did you know Jesus and the Word are synonymous? This and Jesus is the same thing. For you to say, Jesus is my my Lord, is to say, the Word of God is my Lord. And He became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold His glory, the glory of the only begotten one of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus and the Word are the same thing. So when you open your heart and you say, He's the Lord of my life, what you're saying is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4, is the Lord of my life. It's not an option you you don't get to pick and choose it's it's he's lord to, to to be a christian it's not to say a prayer but it's to read the it's to receive the lordship of jesus himself which is the person of jesus and the word the written word of jesus so when you confess jesus is lord you're also saying the word of god is my lord <laughs> Woo. this is better than you think. I said, this is going to help you, this going this is better than you think. When I, when I when I confess Jesus is my Lord, I'm also confessing Ephesians as my Lord, that I'm going to love my wife like Christ loves the church. Really? Yeah, that, that's my Lord now. That, that's how I live my life. When I receive Jesus as Lord, I receive the Word as Lord and now I, I don't have an option to, not forgive them and walk in love with them and treat them right. I can't just go flipping everybody off. No, no the Word of God is my Lord. I it really, if He's my Lord, I'm a giver. I'm not a tightwad. I don't hold on. I don't. I, this, he's my Lord. I'm. He's my. He's my Lord. I said He's my Lord. I. I have you received the Lordship? Are you reading it? Six out of ten don't even read it. And we will get to why they don't read it in just a minute. Because we like our version of the Bible. Because <laughs> if you read it, you got to change. If you read it, oh, come on. I wish somebody would help me. If you read it, you got to start acting like it and thinking like it and doing it. Amen? It's just easier to have my version and my truth and your truth and... Stupid truth. Then I'm still an introduction here. I'm trying to figure out how to how to help us today. Amen. Come on, this is going to be a powerful summer. Come on, we're going somewhere. Miracle summer. I said miracle. I said miracle summer. Come on. Has anybody got miracles on their mind? Okay. okay let me just go. Let's just go a few more more minutes. I mean give me five minutes. I, I, Okay, we're we're gonna park in just a second. I, I can't get through all my sixty pages of notes. I'm just uh-huh. gonna obey my wife because that's what God said. That's what that's what that says right there. Bible tells me that I'm supposed to live with her, in, with understanding. Dear God, that, that's a miracle in and of itself. How do you do? But that that husbands are to live with their wives with. How can you understand a woman? Come on. Does anybody understand? But I'm I'm trying. Why? Because it's the lordship of my life. I receive the. Oh, come on. So I can't just be short with my wife every every day. Uh, don't look at me that way. I mess up a lot. But but I'm trying. I'm working on because it's my lord. I, I hope that sinks in. People say, "Well, he's my lord." Is is he really? Is, is he really? Did did you confess Him as Lord? Did you receive Him as Lord? God's Word is your source for the right kind of thinking, for making right decisions and choosing right actions. God's Word is God's Word speaking to you. People say all the time, man, I wish I could hear God. You could hear Him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Bible is God speaking to you. Did you know if you'll look hard enough... Even, even the Old Testament is very relevant because Jesus is in every book in the Bible. You ought to go find him. He's in types and shadows in the Old Covenant and in the New Covenant he shows up and dies upon a cross, the love of the Father. Come on, I'm telling you, he's there. And, and, and it's the word of God that is our source. It's our manual for successful living. God's word is God's plan for your life. Psalms 119, verse 160. Let me just give you a couple verses here. It says, all your word is truth. How much? The Bible says all scriptures. God inspired them through authors. It says all. That means the ones you like and the ones you don't like. Woo! All your word is truth and every one of your laws which are always right will last forever jesus himself said this sanctified them through thy truth thy word is truth what's truth according to jesus your master your savior the one you tear up about he said the word is truth and he says actually the word is what sanctifies you or Let me me break that down. It it means it separates you from the lies. It separates you from the darkness. It separates you from the confusion. It separates you from all this nonsense that that there's there's something beyond male and female. The truth will help you to understand what's true, what's right, and what's wrong. It sanctifies, It, 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 it brings clarity. And if you're not careful, you're watching way too much news, and they're just confusing you and bringing darkness into you. And what you need to do is get your truth out and find out. Come on. Come on. You've got to be. That's why i got to take my time, because we're getting them walking in. Some tall cotton here coming up real quick. Sanctify them. Wokeism is in truth. I want to say it one more time. Just hang with me, just for and I, I see all you. Yeah, bless, but I'm coming at you too. Wokeism is not truth. Trumpism is not truth. Oh, I lost some of you right there. And if we're not careful, in the days ahead, the enemy's going to try to split and get discontent and strife back in the church over stupid politics. We're not about politics here, we're about truth. We're about the Word of God. And you might be shocked that God isn't as concerned about who goes into the White House as you are. He's more concerned about you being a Bible-believing believer, because God says it don't matter who's in the White House, He can still turn their heart. What we need is a praying church, not a gossiping church. We need a, come on! Come on. We need a powerful church, not a judgmental church. Come on, somebody shout yes. So, 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 woo. so, so let, let me just, I got, I got to finish this song. And I'm going to land the plane. And I'm going out the back door, because security. Please, security. I am amazed how messed up the church is we're Bible people we're not here to drive a political agenda we're here to drive a kingdom agenda we're about the kingdom of God come on we're about the and if we're not if we're not smart we won't know that because we're not studying the Bible and it doesn't separate us from that confusion and that darkness because it looks right it seems the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto the man but the end thereof is death come on we're not dying my watch i said we're not dying this church is not dying come on we're going somewhere god's got good things wokeism trumpism Bidenism, cnnism fox newsism google searchism how many times you get messed up with google search Oh, I got a pain, oh, 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 oh dear God, I got cancer. (laughs) Google search isn't truth. Social media, and we've all done it, right? I'm embarrassed to tell you, I've done some Google searches in my life and had all kinds of things wrong with me and finally just had to turn off the stupid computer (laughs) and get back to the word of God and find out I was healed (laughs) and delivered. Google search will talk you right into your misery. All right, help me, Tom. I don't need you to leave me now. Keep me going. YouTube isn't truth. Oh, we could go on and on, right? Your preferences? My preferences? I know I'm making some of you mad, but that's okay. We're going somewhere. Your feelings. Some of you, I hurt your feelings and now you're mad at me. Your feelings aren't, did you know your feelings aren't saved? We're going to talk about that in the, your feelings are not saved. Your feelings have no IQ. Your feelings will lead you right away from God, right down into a depressed pit of discouragement. Your emotions aren't truth. In our culture, it's popular to say my truth, your truth. But, but the truth is, there is only the truth. And the Word of God is truth. Here's what I want you to hear. To be a Christian means that the Bible is your truth. So just because you think it's truth doesn't make it truth. If it's not God's Word, then it's just man's lives and opinions and ideas and traditions and culture and trends. So this would be a good place for me to kind of park this without... I mean, I've got, I've got Bible for you. But, but here is celebration. I want to shout it out loud and clear. We are a Word people. We, we are a Bible-believing People, I, when we first started this church, we didn't have all this technology. So if you came to our church, people would carry... I, some of you need to get back to carrying your sword again, carrying your word. Again. You ought to have one of these because you never know when the battery may die on that one. There's just something about having a hard copy of the Word of God, and I think over the summer months you ought to just get, get dust that Bible off and just say, "I'm taking it. I'm going. I'm a word believing man and woman of God." Come on, celebration is a word believing church. It is our final authority. It is the truth. The reason why I'm I'm hard on the politics thing is because God was very difficult with me on that. He says, Son, you're a kingdom man. He says, whether you like them as president or not, you have a responsibility to be praying for them. And you're not. And he he says, it's causing problems in your own life. If you're not praying for Biden as much as you're praying for Trump, you're not a Bible man. You're not a Bible woman. You have a responsibility. You can say all day long, well, he's not my president, but you have a responsibility to pray for your president. Because God says, I can turn the heart of that leader. We are kingdom. I think I'm there, I think I went there. Did I go there or not? Did I go, come on, we're king. Say we're kingdom people. We're Bible people. Come on, celebration is about Hallelujah. You received that today? I said you received that today? Celebration is a Bible-believing people. If we could get the church to get us focused on kingdom truth, we can change the politics of our day. We can change the cities and the communities. We can change the world, but we're not going to do it through legislation, we're going to do it through the anointing. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Hallelujah! Come on. If you receive this today, go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Man, I, hope, I I could really go into this, but I hope you. I feel like I feel like the world is getting ready to be a crazy place. And I feel like the church needs to anchor themselves in the truth of God's word. God's word is truth, right? It's what sanctifies you, what sets you apart. And for us to see miracles in our tomorrows, we have to be word people. And when the Lord corrected me, I was spending way too much watching, way too much news, and subconsciously being critical about everybody. God says you could spend the rest of your life being critical, or you could be a kingdom man and intercede for the change that needs to happen in your nation. And I'm here to lead a people that's not gonna gripe and complain, that'll get on their knees and pray and intercede for a revival and awakening. Come on, in our city and in our land. Celebration, we are a word people. We are a Bible-believing people. People. Jesus is our Lord, and the Word of God has lordship over our lives. Say this with me. Say, I believe that the Bible is the Word of God. God. Oh, now, I want you to say it with little gusto. <laughs> this is an old confession. We, we started this church with this confession. God's had me, and now you've been hearing me talking. He says, I want you to get those confessions back out. And uh, the Lord's been having me to, to adapt and adjust some of them. but Based upon what I've taught about receiving Jesus as Lord, meaning that His Word is, has Lordship in my life, I want you to say this with me if you believe it. Say, I believe that the Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth and the only truth. And in it is the path To eternal life. The Bible is my final authority. I will walk in its ways. I will follow its counsel. I will think like the Bible thinks. I will speak like the Bible speaks. I will act like the Bible acts. I will not be a hearer of the Word only, but I boldly proclaim, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word. Therefore, I am what the Word of God says I am. I have what the Word of God says I have. I can do what the Word of God says I can do. I'm a Word person. I believe the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc slash give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.